Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Richardson out of the corner for Henny Stroza. Vinny's got it to the line, Demers. Vinny curling. To the front, stop, rebound, they score! They score! Brad Richardson, series is over, and the Coyotes march on! Hey everybody, welcome to the On the Forecheck podcast. My name is Sean Smith. I'll be your host for this episode, which is episode six. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. We are here to discuss the new center for the National Predators, Brad Richardson, who's coming from the Arizona Coyotes. Now, before we get into that, I do want to thank everyone who has followed us on Twitter. We just got our account started as we've just gotten this podcast going. We had a goal to get to 250 Twitter followers, and we had a couple of giveaways that we put into place to see if we could get that count up when we hit 250 followers. And we were able not only to hit 250 followers, but hit them by the deadline of Sunday night at midnight, which activated the other giveaway of the signed Pecorine puck and we plan on doing more giveaways as we get bigger and get more listeners and have more people following us on Twitter it's a really fun way to engage with everybody and we really like to keep that rolling so tonight or today or whenever you're listening uh, we have with us Carl Pavlock who is the site manager and editor of Five for Howling which is our sister SB Nation site that covers the Arizona Coyotes and of course, uh, Carl, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you here. I mean, I'm really glad you are. I know I'd worked with you guys at the beginning of the qualifying round because our teams played against each other. I'm not really going to discuss how that turned out, but it was nice to work with you guys. I believe I was on your podcast and we had a pretty good conversation and we all made a lot of really fun predictions that all pretty much did not come true. So that was a good time. <laughs> Um, we are, of course, here with you today because uh, the Predators just signed Brad Richardson, and he's got what I like to call the David Poyle special of one year, $1 million. That's the contract. And of course, Brad is a 35-year-old center who's played in over 800 NHL games for a few different teams and even won the Stanley Cup with the Kings back in 2012. And he has been with the Coyotes since the 2015-2016 season, and Carl I know you've been covering the team since long before that. So um, I'd like to know what you can tell us and our listeners about Brad Richardson. So what, Carl, what can we expect when Brad's on the ice? What can you tell me about Brad Richardson? Sure. Uh, before I get started with that, I do want to say one thing. Winning that round did not work out well for us. The final two losses to the Colorado Avalanche, 7-1 both times, existentially broke the team uh, and the fan base. It was brutal. So you guys may have had the better better result for that in the long term. Uh, but on to Brad Richardson, who I love. He is one of those guys who is just out there, hard work every single time, stays good defensively. You're going to get a little bit of offense from him, but really he's going to be your PK guy. He's going to be like a 
more of a checking shutdown center. I've seen him play wing a couple of times. He's definitely more comfortable at center. He definitely seems to play a lot better at center. So if if I'm hearing you right, you know, you're looking at Richardson to play more of a bottom six, maybe even fourth line role with time on the penalty kill. Yeah, that's how I would see him. Uh, he's the type of player who you're di- you're up by one goal. You have a defensive zone uh, face off. You send out Brad Richardson. Okay, now we've we've had a few players like that in the past that I think the fan base grew fairly attached to that are now gone. I'm not going to name any names, but is is Richardson a fighter? Is he is he going to be your goon out there? Or is he just a hard player? He's just a hard player. I think I've maybe seen one fight from him. Um, don't quote me on that. I didn't look it up. He, he's not that type of guy. Uh, he is definitely just hard player, grinder, works hard, um, beloved by the team and the fan base. I'm sure you guys are going to love him. So you say beloved by the team and the fan base, and it's interesting that you mentioned that he's kind of a, a shutdown guy, kind of a hard hard worker. He's a grinder. When we've heard a lot of commentary on on the Nashville side of things about wanting to return to the Predator way, so hearing that this is the type of player he is makes the signing to me makes a lot of sense because I think that's exactly what they're trying to bring people in to do for the Predators is to get people who are willing to go into the corners and play hard anytime the puck's around them and do what they need to do to help maintain possession, keep people out of the zone. And I think that's probably exactly what we're going to get based on what you're saying. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, He is going to be getting into the corners. He's going to be doing the hard work. He definitely um, is a prototypical Coyotes player. And I believe, like, uh, well, in the past, I would say our team makeup was definitely a lot more similar. You guys went and got all fancy and skilled on us, um, but... If you're looking for that classic Nashville uh, style, take it from an outsider, he seems like he'd be a really good fit for you guys. And just one year, one million, like that's a that's a great deal all around. You're going to be getting a lot for him. Uh, I say that he's mostly like a bottom six guy, but he has played up when need when he needed to. Uh, two seasons back, pretty much everyone on the Coyotes was injured, and he ultimately. Uh, ended up leading the team with 19 goals, uh, tied with Alex Galchenyuk. And that should really tell you what quality we were looking at when 19 goals was leading the team. But yeah. you could definitely well, move up there. I don't I don't know how closely you've paid attention to our scoring recently, but 19 goals is going to be uh, pretty strong stuff, although I, it doesn't sound like that's kind of what's expected of him right now, right? No, nah, and, and I would hope not. Uh if you're looking at a stat sheet, that season's going to stand out and you may get the impression that he's a goal scorer or like just a goal scorer who's in the wrong role. That's not really the case. He can play up. He's not going to embarrass you if you put him on the top line for a night because someone's injured. Um, but you should not be expecting Brad Richardson to be bringing your offense. Okay. Well, that, that kind of clarifies what I was thinking. Now you mentioned, you mentioned that the team's going to love him as well. And something that kind of caught me, I don't want to say off guard, but I knew that the team would be looking for new assistant coaches after they had let go of uh, Peter Laviolette earlier in the season, hiring John Hines. 
that a lot of Laviolette's assistants would be gone and they'd be looking for new people to stand behind the bench. And one of the people they hired was Dan Hynote. And when we had an opportunity to speak with him, one of the things he said was that he wanted to help bring back a locker room that didn't just come in and practice or play a game and then everybody goes their separate ways. He wanted to kind of bring back that old school style of like uh, not just a team that plays together on the ice, but they're a family off the ice and team dinners and things like that. And so you mentioned that the players would love him, that the team would love him. And so I'm curious, what kind of, you know, what kind of role are you looking at? Like not necessarily off the ice, like in the community, but in the locker room with, with Brad Richardson. So I don't like to go too much into what he's going to be like in the locker room, just because I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. Like we could only really speculate on a lot of these things. And and that's just the nature of it. Unless you're there, you're not going to know. I will say that he has been with the team for second longest. Only Oliel has been with the team longer. And he has always seemed like a very stabilizing part of the Coyotes. Uh, He is one of the go-to players for quotes, which usually tells you a lot about kind of who they're letting talk to the media and who can can do that, um, which I think points to temperament a lot. Um, But he's also a player who has taken responsibility for, you know, problems that he had. If he has a bad game, he's going to tell you he had a bad game. And I think those kind of guys, they, I mean, the fan base likes him. I, I only hope that the team like some like a similar amount if that makes sense uh yeah it makes sense to me and i think you know one of the players that got traded away unfortunately is or was nick benino who's ended up with the minnesota wild which i'm i'm not personally very happy with as he was one of my favorite players on the team i know that maybe um not everybody felt the same way but i I do have the opportunity to talk to the guys in the locker room after the games and he sounds a lot like what you would expect from nick benino in the locker room he'll give careful thoughtful answers Um, he'll take accountability when things don't go right and they'll usually send him out when the team doesn't have a very good game you know you can talk to pretty much whoever you want whoever scored the most goals after a good game but after a bad game we're still there. We still want to talk and you're usually going to get Nick Benino. So now that he's not there, I guess it makes sense to expect Brad Richardson to be doing something very similar to that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I think he'll be very popular in the locker room. Um, do you, do you think that based on what I was saying about high note as an assistant coach, wanting to kind of bring that um, aspect of a family or a group that does more than just play or practice together, do you think that he could kind of add to that dynamic? Uh, I think so. Um, Craig Morgan, uh, AZ, or Arizona Coyotes insider, who does phenomenal work, um, wrote about the five main players that went away. Um, he sung Richardson praise a lot, just in general, but he uh, describes him at one point as every bit the glue guy that coaches harp on as essential elements of a dressing room and team. Um, plus, you get a guy in there, like especially... I think the more workers who have won a Stanley Cup, like you get a fourth line Stanley Cup champion, they not only know how to win, but they can like kind of communicate that in a way that I don't think that the star players necessarily can. Um, and that could just be because we had Gretzky as a coach. And the joke was always Gretzky would tell people to go out there and do what he did. But I, I think like that kind of 
you know, if you want a guy who's going to be with everyone, if you want like that veteran presence, you can't go wrong with Brad Richardson. Uh, like I said, there are some people who are kind of disappointed that he's not going to be with the team next year. I can understand. And I think, you know, basically what you just said, at least that Craig Morgan wrote, sounds pretty much like what the team's looking for, what Dan Hynote was talking about during his uh, availability. Hey, everybody, it's Brian. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Sean and Carl did a really great job on it. You'll hear the rest of this discussion right after this ad from Vox and SB Nation. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Now, and you may not know as much about this. I don't know. I know the Predators tend to... Like if you go to a Predators game, they're going to have big banners hanging up that show the players and the different charities they're involved in. Um, does Richardson, is he involved with anything off the ice? Is there any kind of charity or anything that he works with that he's kind of known for? Not particularly anything specific. Um, the Coyotes don't necessarily advertise that charity work as much. Um, they just released a, a short video about the general work that they've done, um, community food, uh, food banks, Children's hospital, um, skate clinics, those kind of pop-up things. That's like a really common thing. And you'll get a couple of guys there. I'm sure I've seen Richardson at one or two of the videos. Um, but I can't really think of any specific charity that he was involved with. I know in the past, the 50-50 raffle was organized by the players' wives and girlfriends to a, for a specific charity each night. I don't know if that's changed. I imagine it would have been at least that way when Richardson started. So I'm sure that he has something that he's involved with. And maybe um, he'll be able to kind of explore that a little bit more with you guys. Like I said, the Coyotes aren't really known for publicizing their charity work, at least not yet. I think they're moving more towards that. Um, but again, it, it's kind of a more of a general thing. We're, we're doing a lot of outreach to our a Hispanic community here in Phoenix, and that's really not being, you know, attached to a specific player. That makes sense. I, I was just curious. A, a few of the guys that have left um, through trades and other and other scenarios had kind. of, I don't want to say like the really big charities, but um, you know, Benino had Bones Barracks where they uh, would honor a military service member uh, during every game and things like that. Um, so I, I just didn't know. It, it sounds like he'll probably find something when he gets here, though. Um, that doesn't seem to take too long. I think that is something that probably here they push a little bit more. I'm not exactly sure why, but it, it happens. So if he gets here and there's something he's particularly uh, passionate about, they'll probably help him set something up. Um, just, you know, I I think we have a good idea of the kind of player we're getting. Um, I appreciate what you've been able to tell me because I think that should explain to our listeners kind of what to expect out of Richardson. But because you have covered the team the entire time he's been with the team, I would I would be willing to bet that you have a few specific memories that you're you're going to kind of hold on to with Richardson. So I'm curious to hear what those are. 
first I, I want to say I don't necessarily have as many memories of Richardson. Uh, he's not the type of player who's going to do a lot in the game that really stands out. It's more of like the the general feeling of having Brad Richardson is is a is a big thing, um, which was felt a lot. At one point, it seemed like he wasn't going to resign with the team, and we traded Jordan Martinuk uh, for I would Ralph Kruger, Marcus Kruger, uh, and then as soon as he resigned, we immediately flipped Kruger, got rid of Jordan Martinuk, who's another just fan favorite, and he's getting really popular now with the Carolina Hurricanes. So, like that kind of feeling is something that I think every Arizona Coyotes fan has. But we do have two specific occasions that really stand out. Uh, one of them is something that you're not going to see. Richardson had a four-goal game against the Vancouver Canucks. And it is just amazing that all of a sudden, Brad Richardson was one of the few players to have a four-goal game. Like, him getting a hat trick was amazing. It was like, oh, hey, like, Good on Richardson. He's he put in the work. He's getting a hat trick. It may have been his first hat trick, but then he got another one, and it was definitely his first four-goal game. So that is like always going to stand out. Um, the other, I'm, I'm sure you guys aren't going to be as happy about. Uh, oh, he, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, the the overtime winner to, to help the Coyotes mm. get into the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Uh, and it's not even that moment. It's what came immediately after. He is, like, jumping up and down, dancing into the locker room where everyone is just screaming and cheering. And it's like one... It's like those videos of, like, a soldier coming home and, like, a puppy going crazy. (laughs) Exactly like that from Brad Richardson. And you're like, oh, my God, he's 34, and it looks like he's the happiest he's been in a very long time. I don't want to say ever because he won that cup, but, yeah, that is... Uh, that is just such a, a beautiful moment. If you you could find the video without the overtime so, or without the overtime goal, if you if you don't want the context, but just I, seeing him very happy is is something to behold. There are there are many many years of disappointment that I think have um, helped you know tender our expectations to a little bit of disappointment. So I'm sure if anybody wanted to see it, they could handle the the goal itself. I know I. I know I watch it a few times just to see what in the heck happened, but that sounds good. And I, I'll tell you, you know, people like enthusiasm, players like enthusiasm. Um, and that's what you want to see is people excited when something good happens. You don't want to see somebody do something incredible and then just kind of be, all right, well, move on to the next one. So uh, those are good. I always hear that about like 70s hockey players. Like they would score a goal and just not even acknowledge it and be like, no, nah. like it's, it's such a hockey thing to not – to want to keep a straight face and like every once in a while you see that facade break and you're just like, Oh my God, you guys are actual people. And I love it. And I love that you guys are in this moment too. Well, we were, we were a little spoiled with that with uh, PK Subban for a while. So we, we did get to see someone show human emotion almost regularly. So it was really, it was really nice. It'd be nice to see someone do that again. It's, it's been a while. So. Um, well, Carl, I appreciate you taking the time to come, come stop by. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time to uh, drop in and uh, talk to me about Brad Richardson. I hope this helps all of the Predators fans out there kind of understand who they're getting. 
Um, Carl, you you write for, or you're the site manager and editor and a writer for Five for Howling, which is the SB Nation sister site of On the Forecheck covering the Arizona Coyotes. Carl, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, honestly, the best place to follow is the word five, the number four, and then the word howling, at five for howling on Twitter. That's the best one. That's where you're going to get the most information. Uh, you can follow me on Carl Pavlock FFH if you want. That tends to be less hockey things. I love hockey, so I'm still going to do some stuff. But I, for an example, wrote that I was watching Phantasm today. I talked about books the other day. It's not necessarily Ooh. going to be that information. Uh, so do five for Howling. Okay. Well, that, that sounds good. If you're interested in hearing more from Carl or about the Arizona Coyotes, who uh, also have gotten rid of a few fan favorites recently, as as the Predators have, you can check him out there or check out any of their work at fiveforhowling.com. Of course, if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at SCSOTF, or you can follow the podcast account at Pod. If you want to see any of our work on our website, that, of course, is www.onthefourcheck.com. So for On The Forecheck's podcast network, uh, Carl, I want to thank you for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime. And, you know, maybe we'll get the chance to uh, talk again in another playoff round or something like that, hopefully in the near future. Uh, really, really enjoyable time last time, and hopefully we can do it again. So. Uh, Thanks for stopping by, Carl, and thank you, everybody else, for stopping in to listen. And this has been Sean Smith for On the Forecheck.